The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. The Gospel of the Lord. St. Luke presents to us in the Acts of the Apostles in a dramatic scene where the apostles and our mother had been in that room praying, had ascended to heaven and said, I'm going to send you my spirit. And then it was nine days. Nine days they were waiting. I'm sure they were also thinking, is this really going to happen? And in the midst of that doubt and the confusion and prayer, all at once comes the swirling wing, uh, wind and tongues as of fire are on each one of them. That image that the Lord gives them gives the church of tongues of fire of the Holy Spirit asks us a question. Are we on fire with the Spirit? Am I on fire with the love of Jesus Christ? Or am I kind of... Uh, I do my mass thing, check, good, or am I really hungry to serve Jesus and to spread the word? You know, when I, I think of it, and when I talk to young priests, I think when I meet like a married couple or a young couple that comes for a marriage prep and they're not going to the church, I'm like out for the win. I am out, I'm like, I'm gonna work my hardest to get you back in here and get to know Christ and have him be part of your marriage. But the win is not just a competitive thing, although I am a wee bit competitive. It's more like the win that a lifeguard feels when they pull someone out from drowning in a shore. That thing of going out and helping the person come back to safety because our culture is drowning. Our neighbors are drowning. Members of our family are drowning, and we are the one that's there. And the question is, is do we just say, uh, uh, sorry, or do we somehow share something of our joy, something of our passion, something of our experience? And if we're not able to do that, if we can't swim, then we have to ask ourselves, what's the problem? And I think St. Paul brings us the answer to that question. He says, there are different gifts, but the same Spirit. That the Holy Spirit is working all through us from that moment at Pentecost where the church is born, he suddenly gives us each individual gifts. 
unlike any other person in the world, each of us has our own set of talents, something to bring to the table. Now imagine if you were a musician and you decided, I have this great gift, but I'm never going to practice. You would be an unemployed musician. <laughs> if you took said, you know, I think I'm just going to not use my right hand for a year. A year from now, you wouldn't be able to use your right hand because it would have atrophied. So each of these gifts poured out in our confirmation and our baptism given to each one of us, the question is, is do we actualize them? Do we use our talents to help others? Are we able to dive in the pool and somehow make a difference? Or do we just let everyone drown? Because it's that stark, it's that simple. We're here because we've been called to be here. We're fed with the Eucharist so that we can be empowered to go make a difference. What do you do? How do you figure out what it is that the Lord's asking you to do? Because being involved in the body of Christ is, is in, inside this campus, somehow getting involved more deeply, or it could be about taking gifts out and beyond 9200 9, Kensdale Drive. The place to start is always, where do I delight? What do I really, what makes me happy? Am I sing? Do I like to read at Mass? Is the Eucharist, would I like to share that gift and be a Eucharistic minister? Am I a lawyer? Am I retired? I love to work with kids. There's no shortage. I want to be an advocate for the homeless or the immigration action summary. Do I want to get involved in the Knights of Malta or some group like that and work with the sick? There's so much, but it starts with where you delight. When I was the chaplain at University of Maryland, I had a kid come to me and say, I think I'm supposed to be a priest. And I said, why is that? And he said, because it seems like the hardest thing for me to do. And I said, that means God's not calling you to be a priest. <laughs> because it should be exciting, it should be joyful. We need happy priests, not miserable ones. Go find yourself a girlfriend, and I sent him out the door. <laughs> he had the biggest smile on campus that day. But it all starts with where we delight. And then to prayerfully, like those nine days in the room, to start saying, Lord, what are you asking of me? Should I go to the Catholic Charities website where it's, how do I get involved? Do I say, yeah, I would like to read. I would like to be an usher. I would like to help in some way, be a catechist for Sunday school, which we're totally rethinking, by the way, parents, just to prepare yourself. We're taking this to awesome, just so you know. But I want to just say to you this one last thing. The Lord is called, and each of us are, uh, are not on fire all the time, because we live in Washington and have to drive. <laughs> but for the rest of the time, we need to pray for that grace of the Holy Spirit to come more alive with us because people are drowning and you and I are standing in the shore. So don't just watch, dive in. Praise be Jesus Christ.